0: okay what's up guys today i'm going to talk a little bit about general electric the company um so this is a company that was founded in 1892 by thomas edison It was one of the first companies listed on the dow and since then it's been removed and then added several times and you've probably used some of their products at some point in your life These include kitchen appliances, uh, but also locomotives, jet and turboprop engines, uh, and even financial products such as loans. How is GE doing poorly? GE is doing very poorly, and this is a result of a a long list, uh, a laundry list of, of poor management decisions. A lot of analysts attribute those poor management decisions to CEO Jeffrey Immelt, but some analysts suggest that... He might have just been stuck with uh, decisions that were brushed under the rug, so to speak. He revealed the skeletons in the closet from the previous CEO, Jack Welch, who is credited with much of GE's success. So what happened? Well, Jeffrey Immelt, he kind of got a raw hand of things. He took command of CEO uh, just days before 9-11. And what happened was is GE Aviation really took a, a big hit because of that, a lot of uh, improvements and changes in legislation regarding aviation. But then he was also CEO throughout the 2008 recession where GE Capital, one of the subsidiaries, almost died. He's also credited with a wasteful acquisition of Alstrom Power, where what analysts suggest is he failed to forecast a decrease in demand for power from non-renewable resources. So... That's the past. We're going to look towards the future. Um, in the future management, I'm grading as an A because we've got a new guy and a lot of optimism. His name is Larry Culp Jr. and he was he became CEO in October of 2018. So his compensation is linked very closely to stock value, which is a bonus. This is something we're looking for uh, If he can get the stock to climb 150%, he's set to receive a $350 million bonus. He's also invested millions of his own wealth into GE stock, which shows some optimism. Total, he owns 0.012%, which GE being a multi-billion dollar company, that's quite a bit. So who's this Larry Culp guy? Well, he's a former CEO of Danaher Corporation, which is a company very similar to GE, but mostly uh, emphasizing technology and health. During his 14-year tenure there, he managed to grow Danaher over 400%, and he was named by Harvard Business Review's top 50 CEOs in the world. So what has he done since he started working at GE? Well, he sold off GE's stake in Baker Hughes, and he also sold GE's life science division. He needed to free up some cash in order to make payroll, GE has been in the red negative for the last three years. He also made a couple strategic moves, like replacing the CFO, announcing sales of smaller companies, smaller subsidiaries, and changed accounting principles. So let's look at GE's moat. This is kind of what their big profit puppies are, what keeps them competitive. GE's four biggest subsidiaries, aviation, power, oil, and gas, and healthcare, combined produce 78% of all of GE's income. That's 97.1 billion dollars. There's an additional 31 subsidiaries that compose the rest and but we're just going to talk about the four biggest ones because they have the most impact. So, what is GE's competitive advantage? Well, they invest a lot, I mean, 4 billion dollars in product development. They focus on product uniqueness and advanced features that helps them penetrate the market. And some of their minor advantages or uh, strategies is diversification and market development. If they're able to build a market, then they're able to supply and create profits from that market. So GE Aviation is the crown jewel of GE. Coming in at $29.2 billion, they're doing great. They grow consistently at 10%, They've got a seven-year backlog of orders, and they continue to invest a billion dollars in r and d As well as GE Aviation maintains over 33,000 engines that are currently in service, and they produce a lot of revenue from that market. GE Power and GE oil and gas, uh, 26.5 billion and 22.2 billion, are some of the most powerful uh, power and oil and gas subsidies in the world. What they do is they provide disruptive technologies. Uh, These include wind turbines, water turbines, oil and gas turbines, and then nuclear technologies. They continue to invest uh, $1 billion a year in R&D. However, there's been a small issue in that there's a downturn in demand for non-renewable energy sources. Essentially, GE Power's production capacity is too high. What they need to do is they need to cut their production, but... There's an optimistic way to look at it. GE owns a subsidiary, GE Renewable, which will take eventually the power production from GE Power into GE Renewable. So GE is still profiting, but what they need to do is they need to slim down GE Power. GE Healthcare is also doing great. Um, Some suggest that it could be IPO'd, which is a great thing for GE to keep in their back pocket. So what's going on with GE's value? I think it's overpriced Uh, today. I checked. It was six dollars and 44 cents today is uh, April 22nd 2020 And I did a dividend uh, discount model on here and we threw an average of four dollars and 82 cents however, this was a really difficult number to get because I'd use the multiples approach So if I GE alone My averages was was in the the 26 cents And I made it a GE heavy multiples approach, which brought me down to $4.82, which is a little bit more of a fair assessment. Still undervalued. I think GE is going to continue to fall until they can get some of their priorities in place. But once they have everything set up, I think GE is pretty well set to grow over the long run. I'm talking five to 10 years. So what's going on? GE's dropped from December 2000 of $60 a share to December 2016 to $30 a share to today at $6 a share. But there's room for optimism because GE has a lot of hidden assets. I mentioned GE Healthcare's IPO. Uh, That would also help to boost uh, PE ratio from 10 to 20. If we can downsize GE power, that would be perfect ge aviation just needs to keep doing what she's doing because she's doing great um, one of the reasons you should not buy uh ge is if you're looking for growth within one to two years or if you're looking for dividends they recently cut their dividends down to four cents a year reasons you should buy is if you're looking for long-term growth over five to ten years but i would hesitate to suggest you buy now definitely do your research and we're gonna talk at the very end about factors you should look for before you buy. Uh, but GE Aviation and Healthcare are doing great. There's no fundamental problems with those subsidiaries. GE power, once downsized, will also be great. Some of the risks that we should look about we'll look at is a continued decline from GE. Currently, their earnings per share, earnings, price earnings ratio, and dividend yield. Are down. And these have been decreasing over the last forty-four years. And another thing is John Flannery, who's this guy. He's the CEO immediately before Larry Culp. He came in after Jeffrey Immelt with the same or very similar philosophy as Culp and failed. He was ousted from the company within a year. And some suggest maybe that'll happen with Culp. I don't know. I think that CULP is kind of GE's last stand. Uh, Another risk that GE has is their pension liability is huge. It's $92 billion. This is more than their market cap by $12 billion. Another risk we should look at when we talk about GE is Harry Markopoulos. He's the guy who discovered Bertie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. He recently accused GE of accounting fraud in their insurance sector. This is an ongoing investigation by the SEC. There are no new rulings as of now, but there may be. This was also one of the reasons Larry Culp got a new CFO and made some accounting changes. As for GE's mark, GE is a very historic company, I'm giving them a B. B. They've Got products all over from refrigerators to washing machines to steam turbines. Um, However, I'm giving them a B because in the 70s, there was a lot of controversy around GE. Here's some pictures of protests. But the main thing was, is GE was providing nuclear warheads to uh, the U.S. military to help fight in Vietnam. GE made a lot of money by this. And at one point during the Cold War, GE was actually producing four nuclear warheads a day, which is a lot. And there was a lot of protest. People boycotted GE. Their stock price fell. Then they finally gave up on producing these uh, war weapons. So that's why I'm giving them a B on Mark. And But this is the real question we're looking for. Is GE a reliable investment? I'm giving it a hold Not giving it a buy. I'm giving it. There are a couple things I want to see before I will throw out a buy uh, suggestion for GE. They need to decrease some of their leverage, their debts are just too high. If they were to sell and liquidate some of their smaller subsidiaries, this includes the potential for IPOing some of them and hold on to that cash option. They need to balance the books and shrink GE power. If they can do all of that, then I will throw out a buy suggestion for GE. Okay, thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.